My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. You can find me at quietmindastrology.com, where you can schedule a reading. But today I'll be talking about seven major things going on this month in July that affect all of us, no matter your sign, no matter your birth sign, your rising sign, your sun sign, your moon, all of this stuff affects all of us equally. I'm going to be talking about it on a very personal level, what you can do and how you can best navigate these energies. And if you want to learn more about how it personally affects you and how it affects your rising sign, sun, moon, all that, quietmindastrology.com is where you can schedule a reading. So the first thing I'm going to cover is, number one, what has been happening over the past year so far. What a crazy year it's been, right? It's been so many ups and downs, so many major transformations. Just a big overview of what's been happening in 2020. A lot of that has to do with the planet Saturn, especially with Pluto. Secondly, we're talking about this month, what just happened at the end of June, Jupiter moved into Sagittarius, and it'll be there for quite a while, on June 29th until November 19th, 2020. Then we'll talk about the full moon in Sagittarius on July 4th, and we'll talk about the lunar eclipse also with that. And then we'll talk about Mercury going direct in Gemini on July 12th. Then we'll talk about the sun going into Cancer from July 15th to August 15th. And then the new moon moving into Cancer on July 20th. And finally, Venus in Gemini, July 31st to August 31st. So how does this show up for us personally and individually? Well, number one, just overview of the whole year, what's been happening. We're in a two and a half year cycle with Saturn in Capricorn. And it's been quite incredible and challenging and a lot of restrictions, limitations. Uh, Saturn typically represents old men and people of color. And it also represents structures. And this is how it's affecting a lot of the, the COVID-19 primarily affects older men of color. These are the highest numbers of people affected and dying by COVID-19. It's all very unfortunate. Uh, so if that happens to be you, this is a time to be extra cautious and careful. Now, for everybody, all of us, no matter uh, your age, gender, uh, ethnicity, uh, we want to be extra cautious and Focus more on our disciplines and structures and routines this time and the things we can't control like other people. Uh, the, the government is a huge, massive thing that affects a lot of us, but we can't actually directly control it unless you work in the government. And even then, that's debatable. So what can we directly influence? That's like our morning routines, how much time we spend on social media or on the news or things like this, which I'll talk about as we get into this month. Uh, it's very likely to have heated debate and conflicts and disagreements and not find a meeting point. So that's all just going to bring more frustration and disconnection and more limitations, more restrictions, more fear, more anxiety, all these Saturnine things. So what we can focus on and control in this time period of this year, this two and a half year cycle is your morning routines, your health, your things that are healthy habits for you, like drinking eight glasses of water a day or going for a mile walk every day or 10,000 steps. So whatever those healthy habits are, I know it's very challenging to keep those going when it seems like the world's ending and everything is just constantly changing. And there's all sorts of, all you've got to do is turn on the news for five minutes and you just see constant fear and just all this Saturnine, all the negative Saturnine qualities 
are being projected 24 seven. So we've got to go within and find it within as yoga and Ayurveda and Vedic astrology ultimately always teach. That's the only place we're going to find real happiness. It's never going to be in some external thing or uh, as soon as whatever is happening on the news today is resolved, there'll be something just as big and devastating tomorrow. And they're always going to tend to focus on the more emotionally impactful stories because that's what gets reactions. So things like somebody meditating for 30 days and finding inner peace is not going to get any reaction on the news. And uh, God bless you for watching this and following this podcast and uh, doing these practices that are not so popular and mainstream. It's not so popular to find inner peace and solitude and quiet and choose to act from that place and choose not to uh, engage in divisiveness and politics and, and separating and putting everybody into boxes and labels, right? So we can choose to focus on what we can control and choose to not try to control the things we can't control. So our interactions with each other and other people, being of service to the people around us. Uh, anytime you feel like you're kind of lost in your own stuff, it's a really good idea to be of service, to get out of your own way and just do something to help others. And that's what Saturn represents as well, being of service. Now, this whole Saturn with Pluto thing happened way back in the American Revolution, and it's happening again now. So there is a revolution happening. And if you happen to be in the States like I am, uh, you know, there's not a lot you can personally control with the whole massive revolution, but you can choose uh, what things you want to support, what things you want to engage in or not engage in. And if you want to even stay living in America as it continues to change and grow, uh, or if you want to live somewhere else. Uh, but it's actually, you know, not just America because that transit affects everybody around the world. So uh, there is massive revolution and change happening all around the world. And uh, America is, tends to be one of the leaders in uh, popular culture. So we see it a lot there. Uh, but we get to choose how we want to engage with that. And uh, I think one of the most beneficial ways you can work with this, the Saturn and Capricorn energy, is just being disciplined, having patience, uh, noticing if the fear and anxiety takes over, doing things that help quell your fear and anxiety, managing that. It's therapy, meditation, mantra, uh, pranayama, uh, healthy diet, getting good sleep, these sort of things, these basic structural things are really important. So moving on to what's happening now is Jupiter moved into Sagittarius at the end of June. And this is, tends to be a very positive thing. Right? Jupiter is considered debilitated in Capricorn where it has been for a while. And it's been moving retrograde now, and it got back to Sagittarius now uh, in June 29th. So it's going to be there for several months. And Jupiter is in its own sign now. So it's more beneficial. It's a more positive aspect, more pla positive placement for it to be. It's with Pluto. Pluto's also retrograde back with it. There's a lot of retrogrades happening right now. Uh, so that's just major structural changes uh, in beliefs. So when it was in Capricorn the last few months, all this sort of expansion of structures and government restrictions, expansion of limitations of Saturn, Jupiter expansion, Saturn limitations. Now Jupiter and Sagittarius, spiritual beliefs, ideologies. Now, while Jupiter was there uh, with Saturn uh, recently in the last couple of years, uh, we saw more radical beliefs in people. So on a personal level, getting in alignment with what your beliefs are, where your values are, and 
what's right for you. What's in alignment for you? Not necessarily what you want other people to think or pushing your alignment and uh, dogmatic beliefs on others, uh, but finding what feels in alignment and right for you and standing in that rightness. Nobody can take that away from you. It doesn't matter if I believe the sky is purple and you believe it's blue. Uh, it doesn't matter what I think. Right? It's what is in alignment for you. And nobody can take that away from you. And when it comes to things like spirituality, beliefs, religion, uh, you've got to find what's in alignment and true for you. And it's going to be a little different for everybody. And that's okay. And it's okay if somebody completely disagrees with you and has a different opinion. We can find our common ground and our shared humanity and know that we are all ultimately one and come from the same source and ultimately the same DNA uh, and that there is an interconnection, the same carbon makes up everything on earth and all of us. So getting out of the specifics of you are that and I'm this and we can never be this, you know, we can never find a middle ground. Uh, that is going to create more disconnection, more disharmony, more disruption, more destruction. Uh, and that is sort of the way of things, right? There is a sort of uh, fatalism uh, in some ways to astrology, but there is also free will. And uh, Sri Yukteswar would say that it's like 40% free will, 60% fatalism. Uh, so that's uh, one of my teachers, teachers, teachers. Uh, so of Yogananda's teacher, right? So uh, that's one way of looking at it is that there's only a little bit that we can control, uh, but there is enough that we can actually make a difference in our lives. And uh, we can choose not to just get on the wave of fear and panic and anxiety and disconnection and separation and divisiveness that the media uh, uses because it gets ratings, it gets views, it gets reactions, and it polarizes people. You have to choose a side, right? Anytime you're in one of those debates, uh, be careful, right? Because it's now you're, you've become polarized and now you've labeled everybody over there, you've labeled yourself over here and we've forgotten our shared humanity, and we've forgotten really how to see each other, and we see just these labels instead. So the more we do that, the more disconnection we have. And Jupiter in Sagittarius is going back to say, uh, you know, it's time to kind of review those things. Like, where do you stand? What's really in alignment for you? What's really true for you? And not what someone says you should think, or what other people want you to think, or what the media says, but what's in alignment for you? So that's Jupiter and Sagittarius, and that's not going to be back there for quite a while, right? So we've been through that cycle now with Jupiter and Sag. Now it's going back to review, and then it just moves forward from there. So this is our last little uh, visit back to Sagittarius, back to Jupiter being in a very strong placement. Uh, this can be a great time to be uh, very knowledgeable, very uh, focused on sharing your gifts, sharing your insight, your, in your wisdom, your things that you've learned in your life, uh, being humanitarian, being of service to others. If there are certain things that you've wanted to share or teach about, Jupiter is the teacher, the guru, uh, the one who brings light into darkness. So if there's things that you've been wanting to share, this is a great time to do that. Uh, if you are a teacher, even better uh, to just put yourself out there even more over the next six months. Uh, it's a great time for being uh, more artistic and having more creative outlets. Just want to be careful of being overly optimistic and uh, kind of keep that in check because Jupiter is pretty expansive and we're in the middle of a recession and it's not fully being called that in all places yet, but if you look back through history, uh, we're well on track for a recession, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, talking about comparing what's happening now to previous recessions. 
It's very much like the Great Depression, and it will continue for quite a while, not over anytime soon. And uh, Jupiter going back, you might say, oh, things are going to get a little better, right? There's still hope. Uh, it's, it's going to get worse. <laughs> to be honest, like that's the real, that's the astrology of it, that things are massively changing. There's massive limitations and challenges on the external, but it doesn't mean to, doesn't need to mean that we can't be, find inner peace and contentment on the inside and be optimistic about what we can influence and control. And then we have the full moon in Sagittarius, which is also a lunar eclipse on July 4th. And this is the end of this little eclipse season we've had here in the summer, as we do every year. And it's always a little intense. And we kind of go through this portal where we just can't go back. And things sort of settle down on this third eclipse, which we might have seen now. Uh, the, June was quite an intense month. As I said, in the previous month's horoscope is very yang energy, very intense. And now it's sort of cooling off a little bit uh, with the full moon going into Sagittarius. And it's just a time to write gratitudes, to express appreciation, to reflect and review like what's gone really well, especially with all the retrogrades going on right now. It's a time of sort of reviewing and reflecting and just expressing your gratitude, saying thank you to somebody who's helped you, expressing your love and appreciation. So it's a time where you might tend to be more argumentative and just start fights for the sake of starting a fight and just blurt things out. So be cautious of that. Uh, the moon is up and down and uh, quickly changes, just like the tides. Uh, there is some sort of rhythm to it, but it is constantly moving. And Sagittarius is slower. Saturn, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, slower moving, and represents ideals and beliefs. So you can just suddenly believe this and just start a fight and get really angry about this little thing and then just suddenly drop it. And uh, you can get into really heated conflicts with people about your beliefs and ideals. So be cautious of that around this time, especially with the lunar eclipse. It's even more amplified. So just lay low. It's not the time to uh, start completely new things and just initiate new projects and start new relationships or get married, right? If you happen to do any of that or you have to do that already uh, for any reason, meditate, do mantra, uh, do yoga, do things that help sort of resolve karma, clear things, move things through your system, clear your mind so that you can make the most of that because uh, generally it's a good time to just kind of lay low. Then we've got Mercury in Gemini. So Mercury is going direct on July 12th. It's been retrograde for a while now. And Mercury is in its own sign now of Gemini. So this is very great for the mind and very clear thinking, very sharp thinking. Mercury is basically all the qualities of Mercury are amplified in Gemini. And whenever it goes retrograde, it's, it's the time to maybe rewrite your communications and be very careful, check your, uh, cross your T's, dot your I's. Not the best time to sign new contracts if it's possible to avoid that. Uh, and it's a great time for uh, moving forward in your business. There can be good gains here and good uh, incentive for uh, moving forward and creating things with your mind, being very quick-witted. Uh, if you want to be learning something, this is a great time to be learning new skills. Uh, if you want to travel, if it's possible for you, traveling can be beneficial at this time. Reading, uh, doing things like if you've been wanting to read a book or write a book, this is a great time for that. Uh, this is a time where you might notice yourself being a little more chatty or saying things that like talking too much. You don't want to be uh, uh, too chatty or, or kind of making over-promising and under-delivering sort of things. Uh, Mercury and Gemini can be indicative of that. 
and you can be sort of superficial and speculative and uh, you want to make sure that you're just not over promising on things that you can't follow up on. There might be some vacillation here. Mercury is very quick moving so you might find yourself being restless and uh, just sort of unable to settle and just sort of seeking out conflicts with others and debating others and uh, Mercury loves that mental stimulation so I always teach that there's basically a positive, negative, and neutral expression of every aspect and every sign and planet. So in this case, all that quick moving mental energy can be directed at fighting and conflict and uh, arguments and debates, or it can be directed at creative thinking, uh, being witty, uh, being good at writing or writing things. If you have like a book you want to write or uh, some sort of creative writing project you want to do, uh, just something that's going to use your mind in a more positive or at least neutral expression rather than uh, aiming at other people and starting conflicts and debates. And then the sun moves into Cancer on July 15th. So sun is in the water sign. So sun and water sign. It's a great time to be out by the water if you can. Sunbathing, going a little slower. This is a very feminine sign. So it's a more yin energy now compared to last month's very yang energy. So just like laying out by the sun, just chilling out, like not having to be productive and produce and act, but being able to relax and rest and recover, restore, and just soaking up the sun, getting some time in the water if you can. Things like this can be very nourishing and restorative and restful at this time of the year. So this is a great time to do it. If you can get to a beach, if they're open, uh, if you can get by the pool, by your house, or whatever you have going on, uh, things like this, just laying in the sun and avoiding, again, conflicts because the moon rules cancer. Moon is constantly moving. Sun is just a big ball of fire that doesn't really change. Uh, so this, we want to notice if we get into arguments and debates again in the same thing. So it can be suddenly all that fiery energy is just up here and then it's down there. So there can be lulls in our energy and there can be highs in our energy and there can be arguments and debates and conflicts. So we want to be mindful of that and choose to do things that help us rest and recharge and nourish and get us in touch with that more maternal energy at this time of the year. Then we have the new moon in Cancer on July 20th. So more of this Cancerian energy. So this can mean things like fluid retention, bloating, digestive issues. We want to be extra cautious about our diet and nutrition at this time and make sure we're not doing things that would amplify that fluid retention or digestive issues, not eating a bunch of weird foods, uh, kind of sticking again to our routines and healthy dietary routines, the Saturn and Capricorn energy. And this is a good time for volunteering or doing things of service and caring for others. Very maternal again. So it's a new moon. It's a new beginning. And it's a time for new opportunities. So where do you want to redirect your energy now? Uh, and more of this feminine energy again this month. So more yin energy. Doing things like restorative yoga, pranayama, meditation. These things can be very nourishing and restorative. Having time with your family if possible. Uh, things like this that can be more comforting and doing things that well, maybe time with family isn't comforting for you, uh, but things that are more to do with being at home and things that nourish you and feel comforting for you. You want to be cautious of the victim mindset. So if you're aware of the drama triangle, there's the victim, the rescuer, and the perpetrator, right? So 
Uh, there's got to be a perpetrator and a rescuer for there to be a victim. Right? Somebody who did something wrong and it's their fault and somebody who can help me and save me. Uh, and ultimately, we've got to get out of that victim triangle, especially with all this Cancerian energy towards the end of this month. Notice if you're blaming people. Notice if you're rescuing people. Notice if you are a perpetrator, right? There are people who are actively malicious and harmful. And that sometimes it just takes over, right? We might do things that we don't mean to do and we unconsciously harm other people. So if we do take responsibility for that, if you notice yourself blaming other people, take responsibility for what you can. As somebody who grew up with absolutely nothing and no father and all sorts of reasons to blame other people for all sorts of things, I've realized that taking personal responsibility is one of the most empowering things that you can possibly do. So the sun in Cancer uh, and then the new moon in Cancer gives us a sort of renewal and this opportunity to look at where can I take more responsibility for what I can control? Obviously, we can't control the economy, can't control there's a pandemic and all this other stuff going on. It's very true that those things are external factors that have massive influence on us. And it's also true that we don't have to be a victim to them and they are not perpetrators and we don't need somebody like government bailout or something to rescue us. Uh, what's more effective in the long run and really more true to ourselves and our dharma and our purpose is getting in alignment with uh, what is being called forth from me here and how can I create from this and what opportunities can I find in this? And the new moon is all about new directions, new intentions, new ideas. And something that's really helpful to do on the new moon, this ritual I've done many times in the past is like, you could write down all of your resentments or all the places you feel victimized or all the judgments you have, or this person did this to me, or, uh, it just sucks that, you know, everything is shut down and I can't do this and I can't do that. You can write it all down. Just get it out. It's very valid and important to let your emotions be expressed. Their energy in motion. Write it down. And on the new moon, just burn them. Have a fire ceremony, which is nice to do to like rip them up into little individual pieces. So you've got several of these. And even better if you can do it with some friends who can make this sort of ritual with you. And... Put them in the fire and let them be transformed. And then write your new intentions for the new moon. So it's just a two-week period, new moon to full moon, full moon to new moon. It's every two weeks. So it's a two-week period of what you want to create going forward from here, from July 20th moving forward. So that's how you can work with the new moon and cancer energies. Very maternal time. Very nice to just have some time of reflection, introspection. And if you like to do some sort of ceremony ritual like that, I found those to be really powerful. And then finally, Venus moves into Gemini. So Venus, the sign of love and beauty, and also this maternal feminine energy as well, this yin energy, in the sign of Gemini, which is quick thinking. It's the mind, the intellect. So in our minds, thinking about what we can beautify and uh, what sort of thoughts we want to be thinking and noticing if our thoughts are kind of going on different dark, stray alleys, and kind of redirecting our mind and listening to things like mantra meditations, beautiful music. These sort of things can help focus the mind and have it uh, be a more beautiful, harmonious place to live in because we have to occupy this space so often. Uh, so having a little more playfulness, a little more fun. If you've just been under quarantine and in your house throughout this whole cycle of quarantine, uh, maybe it's time to go out to a park or do something that feels fun and playful for you. Have some quality time with your partner or a friend or a family member you haven't seen for a while. And do things that feel like joy, that bring you joy and help you get in touch with your inner child. 
And this is something that I've learned also through my own therapeutic processes over the years to integrate that part. So again, like everything that you feel and is part of you is, is valid and necessary. And there's a part of you in all of us, this inner child that just wants to play and just wants to look at the world with awe and wonder and see the mystery of it all and find the beauty in it. And so get in touch with that. What does that part of you want? And listening to that part. So at the end of the month here and for the next month is a good time to come back to that and just say, what, you know, what would feel fun and playful and, and help me get in touch with my inner child? And it's usually something very simple like color or draw or, or sing or dance. Uh, very simple, like make cookies, right? And and don't judge it. Don't need to figure it out. Don't analyze it. Just trust it. And it's like get my fingers in the dirt, right? These sort of like very childlike things that come out. Uh, Gemini also is this sort of childlike wonder and curiosity and playfulness. So Venus and Gemini is a very positive aspect in general. Uh, it depends on all sorts of other factors in your own chart. But in general, for most of us, this time uh, can inspire us to get more playful. Now we want to notice if we're sort of being vacillating about our relationships or getting into conflicts like, should I stay? Should I go? Does this person really want me? Am I in the right relationship? Uh, but in noticing if you're like getting indulgent in foods or spending too much time just like watching TV. Uh, Venus can be lazy at times. Gemini can be sort of up and down, can be indecisive at times. So we want to notice, it can be vacillating, right? So we want to notice if those things start to happen, Again, it's all qualities. It's positive, negative, or neutral. So we can tend towards those negative qualities over there, or we can move towards these positive qualities over here. And the thing I do with this astrology is really like, if I notice there's some sort of thing out of balance, ooh, that's not working, and try to look at what aspect might be causing that, causing that imbalance, and then what is the sort of opposite of that? So this is in yoga philosophy, pratipaksha bhavana. So when something is out of balance or we're not liking the way it's going, cultivate the opposite. In, in many cases with astrology, it, it's very effective to look at that. So if that's what starts to happen towards the end of the month or early August, you start to notice conflicts with your partner. And again, with everything else this month, there's a lot of uh, ingredients for conflict. So stay off of the Facebook and the Instagram arguments and fights and debates. It's all just yelling at each other, just yelling at walls, right? It's not going to be productive. It's not going to feel nourishing to you. Uh, get in alignment with your beliefs, what feels right in alignment for you. And let other people have their beliefs, right? Maybe even go on a post and say, thank you for sharing your perspective. I appreciate it, right? How novel and crazy would that be uh, to, to not uh, take the bait of debating and conflict and division and divisiveness, but to just have your own belief and also respect other people's beliefs. I know it's a crazy concept, but it's possible. And uh, this month, there's a lot of influences that are going to try to push us into more division, more debate, more conflict. And we've got to choose to do the personal work and the inner work of just being in alignment with ourselves. And it doesn't mean pushing others away. It doesn't mean like I'm here in this silo and I will never listen to other people. It can mean that I know what's right for me and I respect what's right for you. And that's okay. And in relationship, it's all just amplified times 10. Uh, so the closer you are with somebody, the more those things come up. So it's just more and more practice. So what's in alignment for me? What's my dharma, my path? I'm going to stay in alignment with that. And if you want more clarity on what that is for you, schedule a reading at quietmindastrology.com. And I can help you look at your career, your path, your, your first house. All these sort of things can help you see that. 
And if you want to learn more about astrology in general, I have a new Astrology 101 course coming out very soon. You can see it at quietmindastrology.com. Uh, in late July, it'll be out. But if you're watching this later, it's probably already there. So you can go look at it, quietmindastrology.com. This Astrology 101 course covers all the basics and essentials to help you start to understand your birth chart and then start to understand other people's as well and understand your relationships better. So I hope this review of July 2020 has been helpful for you, helps you make some sense of things. And if there's a certain video you'd like to see me make or a podcast you'd like me to make or a topic you'd like me to cover, I'd love to hear. So send me a message at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram or leave a comment on the YouTube video. Thank you for listening and watching and I hope you have a great rest of your day.